Hey hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I am here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and drink the Kool-Aid with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I am so excited. Me and Lily have been talking for a couple of weeks now about her being mm-hmm. on the podcast, and my life has finally allowed space and time for us to sit down and talk together. So I'm really excited to hear her story. Uh, Lily, go ahead. Okay. I Before I tell my story about being in Monate for a year, I do want to give like a little bit of a disclaimer and just say that this is my story. This is my experience. I'm not trying to speak for anybody else. I'm not trying to make anyone that is in an MLM currently feel bad or judged. Um, I just find it important to add to the community of people who have left MLMs because I, I think the effect on my mental health from this experience is one that others may be experiencing or have experienced. And I want to help anyone feel um, safe enough to talk more about it and not feel alone in their own journey as I did. So just wanted to make sure I said that before I, yes, I begin. What'd you say? I absolutely. And I totally agree. Um, I, I really hope that if anyone's listening to this podcast, that is still in an MLM, like they know that we're just sharing our experiences and what we've found. And like, we hope that you are going through what we went through um unfortunately usually once once you leave you see that you did go through this but we're here for you we're always always here for you yes 100 percent um so I think I'm just gonna go for it I'm gonna be very honest and yeah okay so um for a couple of months I so I joined Monet in October of 2020 And um, a couple months before that, I had seen two different people that actually didn't know each other posting about Monet and the products and the opportunity, um, one of which is at the top of the compensation plan and the other who I ended up joining simply because I was closer with her um, was in the middle and she would reach out to me here and there, but I just kind of was like, no, I'm not interested. Um, But I have extremely thin and fine hair and I'm always looking for something that will help. It's a huge insecurity of mine. I literally have breakage in the back of my head because I wear it up so much. I never wear my hair down. And so I kept seeing this like most life-changing product and the opportunity is amazing. So it was always in the back of my head. And I finally just ended up reaching out to her and was like, okay, I would love to try these products. And she said that I should join as a market partner because it's I can get the products for cheaper and I don't if I don't if I don't want to sell I don't have to so I ended up just buying a product pack 
And um, she also made me feel like there, was, like I would be really good for the opportunity. Like she made me feel kind of special. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like maybe there's something, you know, something about me that I would be good at this. I also have pretty severe anxiety, panic attacks and depression. So anything non-conventional to make money has always been um, like the route I tend to go down um, because I sometimes struggle functioning. And so the whole like work from your phone thing, work from anywhere was intriguing to me. So I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, I became a market partner and um, I'm not going to talk too much about the products. That's really not the point of this. Um, they, I, they were, they were good. Um, they weren't like life-changing. I will say that, but um, this is totally not about the product. So I'm not going to talk too much about that. Um, but anyway, so like immediately I was like, added to this huge group chat of women and as somebody who like has never really had that many friends bullied in high school it was um well probably the one of the first things that was really um beautiful to me because I like, immediately everyone was like so welcoming and like there was like high energy like constantly all day texting and like cheering each other on so I was like oh I kind of like like this um and sorry my dog is of course choosing to play with the squeaky toy in this exact moment um so one of the first things that um and I know that this is again not trying to speak for everyone's experience but this is like one of the most common things that happens for people who join um you get onboarded so um they ask you like what is your why like why you join and it's supposed to be a tool to go back to um anytime you feel like you don't want to quote unquote, work hard, or you're like losing uh, interest and losing motivation. So my why was, I want to make money so I can in the future have children and, and have them not need for things as much, like, you know, like, have, have my children have security in their, in their life, and also like, have money for myself. Um, and that, and I was like, immediately like supported in that. So it, it felt very, I, I, I felt like I was doing the right thing. I felt like I was in something that was legitimate. And often self-development was like a huge thing. They would send videos and, you know, daily quotes in the morning. And it felt like self-development is a huge thing for me. It's like a huge part of my healing and my mental health. So I felt like this is something that I, I'm really passionate about. So like, you know, it made me feel like, oh, this is like, everybody wants us to do things and better ourselves. Like it was really um, moving to me. And so at first it was good. I did like it. I obviously did it for a year. There were things that I enjoyed about it, but things started changing a little bit. So we got training, like my team, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of, of people on it because it's a pyramid scheme and you're, there's somebody at the top and then they sign people up who sends people up and it was just this like trickling down. So the, the top people on our team didn't know me, I didn't know them, but I would get training from them. They, we would have huge Zoom calls almost every night. So when you're on a Zoom call with somebody who has made a million or a couple million dollars from this, you think that it's attainable for you. You like, I really believed that this was gonna happen to me and everybody that was watching also believed that. Um, so we were given tasks like every day, like things that we had, like, you know, this is what you're going to post today and this is what you're going to do. And, you know, things like that. And authenticity is my number one value. It is something that I like 
it's just very important to me. And so I started being like, I don't really, like, it just wasn't me. I, I wasn't somebody, you know, we would get these tasks and they would say, like, you technically use your vulnerabilities, search them as a hashtag, like search hashtag anxiety or hashtag single mom. Like a lot of preying on people's vulnerabilities to find people who were like you and then message them about the opportunity. And I would never do that because it was not, it started making me feel kind of ashamed to be quite honest of, of my own struggles. And I was like, I'm not gonna like prey on people with, with panic attacks and be like, hey, I have an opportunity that can help you. It just didn't feel right to me. And so I wouldn't do it. And then I was um, reprimanded for, for not, you know, you're not willing to work hard. You're not willing to work for this. Therefore, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to make it or things like that. And it started to really mess with my head. Go ahead. You, um, you want to say yeah. yeah. So I wanted to just say, like, I had some things that happened like that to me, too, um, when I was in Plexus specifically, where... Yeah. Um, they were like pushing that the Plexus products could cure autism and my sister wow. has autism and I was like, huh, like, so I, I never advertised it. I like remember going home and like talking to my mom about it and I was like, I don't know, like maybe it could help her. Like, I'm not expecting it to like quote unquote cure her, but like, wow. I, I could see like in my head, I was like, okay, I could see why like a gut health product could help somebody. My sister only eats like pop tarts and popcorn and like boost. <laughs> so like, right. uh, I can only imagine what the gut bacteria is like in her system, like no nutrients. Right. Um, <laughs> so like, I remember feeling like super scammy about that and like feeling like I was pressured to like advertise that it would do that. And I was like, I am unwilling to say that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and there's this theme that you see often, like people who, who are very passionate about their network marketing business is people that don't, the only reason people don't succeed is because they aren't willing to work for it. And, the, and so I guess I wasn't. I wasn't because I wasn't willing to see people as prospects. I wasn't willing to sacrifice my truth just to make money. That was not ever aligned with, with me. And I, you know, there was a, a, a one specific girl in our um, group chat who had been going through a lot of pretty heavy stuff. And she's, and she became like the example of what all of us should be doing, which was there was a no excuses policy. So as someone with mental health, um, there were days where I could barely get out of bed. So for me to have to get on my stories, some days was not possible for me. So to be shamed for that, there was just no talk. There was no, we couldn't, it's like, you couldn't have mental health struggles or you were belittled yeah and I think we're seeing that right now like right now in the anti-MLM community they're posting about this girl uh trigger warning here um this girl or content warning I guess um who had is experiencing a miscarriage and she is literally going through the process of a miscarriage and she's on her phone being like I, I can still work like I don't yeah. have to take time off and right. Meanwhile, everyone, I like, I could like cry just thinking about this and I'm yeah. not somebody who's experienced a miscarriage before. Like right. the, 
the turmoil that you must be experiencing mm-hmm. while going through that and then just being like well at least I can still work right not take time for yourself to heal and to like do what you need to do and like physically and mentally is just scary yeah and even if so and there was no ability to express this because if you said anything like oh I can't do that today or like say like this doesn't really feel right to me they would say, and I, I'm not using names, but typically this was coming from my upline or people that were close with my upline. I found that to be a little bit of a theme. Um, they would say things like, you're being negative and you, they would take you out of the chat. So there was, not only could, was it not acceptable for you to have to honor yourself and, and have limits, you weren't allowed to talk about it. So I started really struggling. And I, you know, as my story progresses out, talk a little bit more about this but I was my mental health was deteriorating and I had no idea it was because of this until I got out I my dad had to have brain surgery it was really hard and I was encouraged to use that to relate to people on my stories like it it was this I started started my brainwashing was kind of slipping away at this point and I was seeing like not everything is about Monet Mm -hmm. To, to have these million dollar earners look at us and say, if you are, if you're talking to someone for more than 24 hours and you're not bringing up Monet, you're wasting your time. I was like, these are people that I genuinely, like I've connected with so many beautiful women that have nothing to do with Monet. And it was, it started making me feel kind of sick, quite frankly. Um, and especially with the self-development piece, as I really utilize I call them teachers, just people who inspire me and people who help me feel in my, you know, in my dark times and things, things like that. Like I would, they would use self-development as a way to say, like, if you're not, it was like manipulative. Like if I wasn't willing to go on my stories, for example, or I said to somebody, I don't really enjoy talking about this community or our team because I feel it lacks diversity. It, It makes me feel like it's not as open to all the different kinds of people I was told I wasn't I was um belittling myself I was making excuses as to why I can't show up for myself and I was like no this is actually like a real real thing that I'm you know it was just things like that so the more I would kind of pull away and not show up on my stories I started noticing people weren't talking to me as much so I was like this is like it started making me feel like the community was very conditional and that's not, that's not how it's advertised. Well, you can sit with us. That's only if you're making Monate your entire top number one priority in your life. Um, so I, a couple months before I left, um, I, there, like things started getting a little bit weird. Like my, we were, we were told to make Bumble BFF and recruit people off there. And one girl got banned from it. I was like, I already had Bumble BFF because I was like, meeting friends really badly I was like I'm not doing like not doing that and um my upline had reached out to me and this is going to be a very honest this is potentially going to get me in in a little bit of I'm going to get some backlash for being honest about this but I think I'm learning since leaving and doing research that this is a very common thing so I think it's important to share it my upline had reached out to me and um had started backtracking a little bit you can only use your credit card or debit card on your own account you're not allowed to so you can't purchase you're only supposed to purchase products for yourself under your own account so Mm -hmm. I 
my upline started purchasing Visa gift cards and buying products under other people that were either under me or signing up her family members under me, which at first she told me it was because she wanted to support me and have me um, rank up, go uh, uh, get promoted, if you will. It's, I, I'm trying to remember that people aren't in MLMs, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, essentially, in order for you to make money, you have to recruit people. You'll make a little bit, of, maybe like $5 if you, if you sell. It's, nobody makes money in this industry by selling products. So that is, if someone's telling you, oh, I got this all from selling shampoos, that's not what it, that's not how they get that money, just to be clear. So she was essentially committing fraud um, for me to rank up, which it actually was so she could rank up because I was under her. I don't, I'm trying to not make this confusing. No, I think that you're doing great. Um, yeah. like, you know, if, so for her to rank up usually in most of these pyramids, like they need the person under them to rank up and that makes the person above them rank up. Like it's like a domino yeah. effect and yes. it really lights up, um, on the team calls and it makes everyone really excited because so you'll do all of the work to rank up and then your upline will rank up and they're like, and then all of a sudden, all of these people are ranking up and it's a big party and it's so yeah. exciting. Anyway. Right. Right. So my, so I did end up ranking up, but it wasn't because of me. It was because of her. So at first I was like, oh, wow. Like my upline really cares about me. Like she really wants me to succeed. And I was like, oh my God, this is like so exciting. And so the next month rolls around. And she starts getting mad because I wasn't willing to go buy, get Visa gift cards and and do and commit fraud just so I could rank up. And I was like, I'm not required to do that. Like, I, and I didn't ask you to do that. Like, it was weird. It, it, but it, it's it. I finally took a step back and I was like, the only reason that this is happening is because I am a number to this person. Mind you, no, and not that it should have because it wasn't real. But nobody congratulated me either because I outranked a lot of people. And that was like really, for some reason, hurtful to me. But that's besides the point. I just it hurt my feelings. But um, that is when it clicked, clicked for me. And I was like, this is not right. And the only reason that she's doing that is because if I don't rank up, then she won't. And she had the car. And just to be clear, if anybody thinks that you're, you're going to get a free car from network marketing, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. um, they will give you um, a bonus that each month to, to cover your car payment, as long as you maintain your, that rank. If you don't, it's coming out of your pocket because that car is in your name. So that is something that I had no idea about until after I left. And I find that to be crucial to express. So this mm -hmm. person was doing that because if, if I didn't rank up, she was going to have to pay her car payment out of her own pocket and the so, other thing that people should know too is that some MLMs they don't even cover the entire car payment sometimes it's just yeah. a portion of it um and also most if not all do not include any maintenance on the car or anything yeah. like that like that car is yours yeah. um I think I heard one say that maintenance was included at one point but I haven't heard that in a long time so yeah that is still happening I'm not sure and I honestly yeah. doubt it <laughs> yeah I mean and it's this is like the fine print of things that I personally didn't even look into which mm -hmm. is my fault I, I the, the research I have done in the past like month or two is like if I had I done it in the, in the first place I'd never would have done this but um 
this is like getting to the end of my story. I feel like I'm talking a little bit too much, but I think it's important. Okay. That's the point. Um, You're supposed to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, this whole thing gives me a lot of anxiety still. Um, so, but I think it's important. I'm just going to keep going. Um, yeah, you got this. So You're doing great. There, thank you. There is this huge conference called Monations. And I like decided to buy a ticket because if you didn't buy a ticket, you were judged. Like if you weren't doing every single thing for your quote unquote business, like you weren't taken seriously. So I bought a ticket. And I started having like a couple of weeks before I was supposed to go. I, and this was like the same time that this like fraud stuff was going on. I ha- was having like severe panic attacks. Like I was not functioning. I was walking my dog and that's it. And I ended up telling one of the girls who was actually like one of my best friends who unfortunately is not in my life anymore, that I really wasn't doing well. Like I was really not doing well. And I was like scared. I was in a really, really, really dark place. And she told me I should just call the suicide hotline and then told me to, in the same, same conversation, asked me if I was still going to Monations because she wanted to make sure that she was going to have a room. And I was like, I'm literally telling you that I don't want to be alive right now. And that's what you're saying to me. And I reached out to some other people my upline as well and it was just not like they didn't they didn't care and I finally told my sister what was happening for the first time I hadn't told anybody and she was like no so I decided like that was it and I just left was taken out the the chat I asked I don't remember if I asked to be removed from the chat or what but either way they didn't care removed from the chats most people have blocked me. I don't no, no one speaks to me anymore. These were like life friends that I thought I was going to have to like. The only people that still speak to me are one or two people who have also walked away. And a few others have come forward thanking me for leaving because they are, and I've been like posting a bit now, obviously, that I've become anti-MLM because of this whole experience. And um, thanking me because their mental health had also been deteriorating and they were silent about it. So um, yeah, it it is that's like pretty much my story I don't know if that was like too long but it's um this industry is really corrupt and it's really really dark and I'm willing to like get get backlash and you know look like a fool because I did it for a year and now I changed my mind if that means that somebody else either doesn't do this because of mental health or at least feels like like they're not alone because this is dark and this is not uncommon this is not uncommon my my experience no and it's just like I think it's really scary because since they since they sell this lifestyle like what they're really like you know they're really selling like oh look at like all the things I buy and I have this nice car and like my life is so perfect and you can have a perfect life too Mm -hmm. so they're selling you this dream and especially any of us that have any issues with our mental health or less than perfect mental health I guess I should say you know it's just like oh my gosh like this could be it this could be what helps me like and we we try and we try and we try and then we just get in more debt and then you have this constant feeling of I'm not doing good enough I'm failing Mm -hmm. because you're in an industry designed to fail exactly and I think what's real what frustrates me the most is that they're lying 
like they're saying, oh, I have this time freedom and this financial freedom that I've gotten from this community, from this uh, opportunity is not true. They're speaking from a place of exaggeration. It's, it's, I mean, I, I still can see that my upline is doing the same post, but she had to pay her way to maintain her rank or other girls. I know what they mean. And they're, and they're lying saying, oh, I just bought this for my family. I just paid off my debt. Like we're, we're told to exaggerate, to recruit. Yeah. So the lifestyle they're promising you is not a lifestyle they've even experienced. Right. And like, you know, you're always encouraged to like, whatever happened is because of the MLM. Like, um, when I got my dog, I was like, oh, like I was able to pay for like her adoption fees because of the MLM. And right. like, was I though? <laughs> right, right. If, if you look for come ups, it's like a cult. And if people, I know anyone that's going to listen to this who is in an MLM and is, there's, there's this weird like anger that comes from people that are in MLMs when people speak out or people speak against the industry. It's almost like they feel like we're attacking them as a person because their entire life is based on the MLM they're in. And it's sad. Yeah. I heard somebody say the other day that they've compared the MLM they're in to having a child. I was like, what? What? Like that? And it's sad to me. I know what that feels like. And not to that extent, but it's, they're brainwashed. Yeah. And oh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, um, seriously, I'm surprised I haven't lost my train of thought because my mind is like, has been all over the place. I'm more so proud that I didn't break down because I've really been struggling. There's yeah. a lot of pieces I'm having to pick up. Yeah. This. And like, it's so hard. Um, I get, Are you interested in talking about like your journey of leaving the MLM and how sure. like, mental health has like, either gotten better or I'm, I know we all struggle with when we leave all of the feelings, all of the feelings. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly been really hard. Like really, I'm just finally starting to feel more like myself. Like the sleep deprivation, like ha- has been really tough for me to come back from because I, a lot of my team was in California. So the calls wouldn't start till sometimes even as late as 11 PM. But if I wasn't on them, I would get like subliminally shamed for it. So I just had to do that. Or like, I just, I feel really like, I just feel really small and insignificant. That's like a really big wound that I'm trying to, you know, come back from just so much ridicule, so much like you're not good enough. And and suffering in silence has been, I mean, it's, it's going to take a lot, a lot of work for me to, for, yeah. for me to heal from this. And it's unfortunate because I thought this was going to be something good for my mental health, right. you know, that's, right. that's, yeah, I feel really, I, I still feel a little bit lost, quite frankly. Yeah. And that makes sense because like, when you're in the MLM, they like have this like lighted way of like how you yeah. live your life. Like literally every day it's like, like for me, it was like, okay, like you wake up, you do your skincare on, on camera, you drink your yes. shake. And like you yeah. show off your shake and then you go to like, do your nine to five. And then you come back and you jump on a team call, do a power yeah. hour. How many messages right. are you going to send? Did yes. you send enough? Did you follow up with people? Are you sure? Yep. Did anyone yep. say yes? Oh, good. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Like nothing was good yeah. enough. Yes. And I just, 
Yeah. I really believe that this was going to be something really transformative in a positive way for me. And it wasn't. So I think like, I mean, you just nailed it on, on the head. Yeah. Like that was, that's what I experienced every single day. It was. Yeah. Dark. And it was like in a weird way, like I think the like routine wise, it was really helpful. Like that part of my brain, like really functioned well with like this, like very structured routine that I was doing for my quote unquote business. Um, but like in the scheme of things, I was just burning myself out because I was sneaking it in, in the pockets of my time. Right. So I wasn't able to like put all of my heart into like my work or like my home life or anything it was all being torn apart by Arbonne uh at least most recently um and I feel like that's kind of like the same for everyone else too is like you just can't live your life yeah it's it's all consuming and it got to like now it's like like you have just every single thing you ever did you had to tie it in you had to tie Monet or whatever MLN somebody else is listening to this could be in like you have everything has to be about it and so like a year of that messes with your head because like now I'm like looking back and you know little things like you know being with my boyfriend and being on my phone too much and like things like that it's you it's, you not get time freedom from it it takes all your time yeah um the other thing that I was kind of thinking about while we were talking about all of this is that it almost in like a dark way, it gives you like this purpose. So for people that are feeling the way you do, you're like, oh, well, I have a purpose and it's to bring Monet and Monat, Monat, Monet, Monet, (laughs) Monet, I don't know. Uh, Everyone says it differently. So yeah, yeah, Um, like to people's lives. So like you feel like you're helping and like they tell you you're helping people by like spreading the opportunity and by sharing your Mm -hmm. magical shampoo that like you're going to help all these people. Like it just, it gives you this feeling that you have a reason to be here. You have a reason to stay here. And then you leave the MLM and uh, I'm not trying to speak for you, but you know. No, that's your, you're perfectly speaking. Correct. Um, I feel. But so you leave the MLM and you lost your purpose that you just spent a year for you, a year of your life being like, okay, my purpose is to do this. And Mm -hmm. then you have all of this guilt and all of the shame as you enter the anti-MLM community and learn what you were actually involved in and like what you were doing that was harmful to others and that you were perpetrated on. So it's like all of this like trauma just like yes. add on and nobody labels it as trauma. Nobody's like, oh, like everyone's like, oh, you were in a silly pyramid scheme, you silly yeah. goose. Why did you do yeah. that? And I'm like, uh, right. no, I was brainwashed. I was manipulated. Yeah. And that was yeah. traumatizing because I had yeah. to learn that about myself. Yes. You just, everything, you, I, I'm here like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm literally like cheering. No, that's, that's exactly why I feel so lost is because I, I felt that exact way. Exactly. But I think the only thing that always kept me, there was always a little voice in the back of my head that was like, 
something was off mainly because helping people is everything to me. It's how I am. Like I would shed my skin and give it to somebody if they needed skin. Like I would do that was so dramatic, but I'm so serious, but there's something like, I, I don't believe in like, it should be a selfless act. It should be something that you just do. So claiming that you are helping people and that you're, you know what I mean? Like there was something about that that just was false. It was phony. It was that inauthenticity stress, part of my language that just wasn't, it was freaking me out. Yeah. And the thing is, is that you're told it so you assume that it's true. Like you assume right. that you are helping people because everyone else is saying, oh, you're helping people. You're making people's lives better. Like this could yep. be the next thing that helps somebody. Mm-hmm. And this opportunity is a gift. That's the main thing they'll say. Yes. <laughs> so yep. how are you supposed to like realize that it's not when everyone is telling you it is? And well, it's the tunnel vision, Right. Right. Cause then they tell you not to listen to anyone that tells you that they're wrong. Yeah. Or the lawsuits aren't, aren't real. Or it was just, you know, this is what you're supposed to say when somebody brings it up to you. You're, you're told there's always an answer for something. There's always a way to like manipulate yourself into thinking that you're right. It was it, the brand. Like, and I, I know that this sounds crazy, but this is scary similar to a cult. Yeah, it is very it is. scary similar. It is. I, I, you know, so Stephen Hassan, he, I can't quote everything that he says verbatim, but he has a whole list of different things that are cults and commercial cults. Um, MLMs are commercial cults. They definitely 100% yeah. fall into that category. Yeah. Um, I'm de- like, I'm not saying it's the same as like a religious cult or like right. a sex cult or whatever. Like those right. are all obviously very different. Um, but it's definitely a commercial cult. It definitely mm-hmm. has brainwashing, manipulation. Like, yeah, there's so much stuff there that you know is just so damaging, and it's so prevalent in our society right now that people just yeah. don't care and they don't realize it. Mm-hmm. There's always like, there's always going to be something about people like us who are speaking out that we're the bad guys. <laughs> No. Yeah, we are or this that this whole like you don't want women to win like you're like you know that whole like thing like you just you're intimidated by, by my success it's like no I want everybody that's in an MLM to be happy and succeed it's about it's the it's the morals behind it yeah the, the lies and the like manipulation um and treating people like they don't matter I don't, I don't care if that shampoo gave me that a head of hair that no one has ever seen before. I don't care. I will never make, become obsessed and put myself second to anything ever again. And I will never make people feel used. It's yeah. not worth it. And it's so, it's like, so clouded, I guess. Yeah. You know, because you really, when you're in it, especially when you're at the bottom, you really don't think you're doing anything wrong. Right. Um, You're just listening to what the people above you say. And again, honestly, as we're talking through this entire podcast, I just want to asterisk here that everything that Lily has said has pointed to the fact that she does not own her own business. (laughs) Like her entire story was about 
having to listen to your uplines and do what they told you and they told you what to do. So not owning your own business. Anyways, not yeah. the point. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I lost my train of thought because I got distracted by the business thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't reinvent the wheel every time is what I was told. Every time I tried to do something my way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like true. At, at one point I like tried and like plexus I like tried to start my own like team page and stuff because I like really wanted to be a leader like I was excited to like a team but I like didn't have a big team it was like very small and no one had like really caught the bug the way I did right no one was all in the way I was they were all like yeah this could be cool but like I'm not gonna devote my life to it the way you are right right so like I don't know. And, but I was discouraged from doing that. I was discouraged from doing that. So was I. To do things my own way. Yeah. So was I. Yeah. It was really. And I already struggled to like, tr- like with trusting myself and validating myself. So for me to have like, th- so this whole thing, I felt like I was doing something for me, but I was shamed for being me at right. the same time. So it was this really like, I like I I just really hope and pray that like this helps even one person just like take the veil off and just see do an MLM for the rest of your life if that's what makes you happy please do I'm not trying to tell you what to do and what not to do but I hope that like anyone who hasn't taken a step back to actually look around and think like wait a minute have I actually made money from this have I made people feel bad about or, or used by what I'm doing? Like, like just, just think for yourself and really like analyze everything. It, it, just do that if you can, if you're in an MLM. And if you're thinking about joining, please do your research. Look up videos on YouTube. Talk to people who have been in them. Ask the person that's trying to sign you up what they've made from recruitment versus what they've made from selling. Yeah. All of that. What is expected of you every single day? Ask questions because I would never have done this if I did that. I know. You know? Um, Ooh, I'm really proud of myself for not getting with feisty. <laughs> oh, no, you're doing fantastic. I'm so proud of you. You were so Thank nervous. Thank you so much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> I feel like there are other things that I wanted to ask you um so what was it oh um I was I had a train of thought oh today I posted the um I think I posted on my personal Instagram about um but somebody in the anti-MLM community posted today it was an infographic about in somebody's story about um you just said the words. Um, my brain does not want to work. Um, this is literally my brain every single day. Uh, it was like, oh, what could Asking be the worst questions. thing that happens? What could be oh, the worst oh. thing that happens? Um, and like, you kind of go into it thinking that, like, you know, like you're going into a business, like you couldn't possibly lose money. Like right. I never once thought that I was going to lose money doing this. Right. And then I did. Right. <laughs> it also ruined my mental health. And yeah. Oh, I have another thought that came up for me was 
it sounds like for you, uh, you kind of like developed a more like outgoing personality to kind of like shine through all of your anxiety through all of this. So then once you left, you were like, who am I? Yeah. And I yeah. think that's also really common too. And another reason why people don't want to leave, like right. once you start to like see some of the stuff, it gets very scary to leave because you have to confront all of these things in front of you. And like, who am I as a person without the MLM? And like, yeah. what did I do? And it's just like so scary. And I just, I don't know. I really hope that people that are listening to this, if you're in the process of leaving and you're going through these feelings, like, I hope you know that you're not alone. And like, there is a huge, if you search anti-MLM on Instagram, you will find so many accounts ready to just like support you. And for the most part, everyone is very responsive. I got added to my first creator group chat today and I was like, oh my gosh, I made it. Like, I love that. There were like some other people in it, and I was like, I was added to this. Oh that's my amazing. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have that's started. a real not non toxic girl slash girl and non girl group gang. There it is. Yeah. Can't assume it was all girls, but yeah. I love that. Yeah, I was very excited. I was like, I get to have friends now. <laughs> Literally, I love that. That is so cute. Um. But yeah, it's a really great community. And um, I know earlier, Lily, if you're still interested, uh, we can put your Instagram account in if anyone has any questions or wants to reach out to you. If anyone sends her hate, I will fight you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've already had, there was a really mean reel done about me after I started talking about it somebody went live and talked about why like why it's not a scam it was crazy but I was like you know what I just have to stop looking at this stuff and I do have to keep moving forward because yeah (sighs) I think anytime you like boldly express yourself there's always going to be somebody who has a problem with it so I'd rather have it happen than not speak you know yeah I think I was really lucky when I left. Um, everyone just unfriended me and like yeah. unfollowed me. And I was just like, okay. Like I one girl posted something about like anti-MLM being not true and whatever. Right. And essentially saying that I just didn't like work hard enough. And then like yeah, the next exactly. day she blocked me. And I was just like, bye. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's, I think for me though, honestly, like being like unfriended and all that stuff was really painful for me. I mean, it still is like really, really, really painful for me. I think especially because I don't like typically like let people close to me. It's like a trauma response, but um, just to be so betrayed like that, like just because I chose to stop doing a side hustle that that like my worth equates to that I'm not like I'm not a value anymore because I'm choosing not to do something that you do like it was really it messed with me it's still it's that is probably going to take the longest for me to recover from to be honest yeah and like it's it's really toxic and it's kind of scary how that happens too because like if you were to leave like a 
quote unquote regular nine to five, like most of the, like, you know, your coworkers will be sad that you're gone. They'll miss you mm-hmm. and whatever, but no one's for the most part, no one's like disowning you because right. you left the company and like chose to do something else with your life. Right. Um, not the way that it happens in MLMs, not mm-hmm. in this community that preaches love and acceptance and girl gang and I'm here for you and like you said hashtag you can sit with us Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden as soon as you do something that they don't like they're like nope yep it's just so sad because they're that should be the point of hashtag you can sit with us is that like you accept people who are different from you. Mm-hmm. But so. I think that's the worst part about the level of brainwashing is that people just, I'm, I can, I'm just thinking about my, the, the people in my head who I do this with, it's almost like they think that it's like their entire existence is their MLM. So if I'm saying, oh, I don't agree with MLMs, they think I'm not agreeing with them. Or like, if I say anything about Monet, it's like I'm saying something about them. And that is what it's like. That is, you have to differentiate between you as a miraculous, magnificent human being from this industry that is corrupt. I'm not saying you're corrupt. I'm not saying anything badly about you, but it's for some reason they think that. And it's really bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really bizarre. And like, I try to like, think about it too. Like, you know, so like, for my job, like if somebody were to say something bad about my company that I work for, like I would probably on some level defend the company if I felt like it was worth, like if it was wrong, like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, but if the company did something wrong, I'd be like, oh my gosh, no, like, no, right. no, no, this isn't all right. And I would be like the first one knocking on my boss's door being like, um, excuse me. <laughs> right. What are you going right. to do to fix this? Right. It's, it's, it's scary. It's a really, I mean, I heard that there's new laws and things coming into place that are going to start bringing more attention and stopping a lot of the corruption that is bleeding through this this industry I don't know if you saw that uh are you talking about the FTC letters yeah 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 and like I'm curious to see how that's going to all play out because like how are they going to enforce it and right and it's just how much political money is in play that's going to stop it from mattering I guess is also a question I have because I think that there's a lot more behind the scenes money that we have no idea is happening. Like we know that it's happening, but we don't know how much is, at least I don't know how much, maybe like some people have figured it out, but there's a lot of behind the scenes money going on. That's like keeping these things afloat. That's why, like we always say, like there are pyramid schemes that are using a network marketing, like face, to pass right I don't know I'm just hoping something comes of it praying I know and even if it's in the future I don't care I just hope I hope so too because yeah. so many people are losing so much money and it's affecting so many people's mental health 
Mm-hmm. And no, people don't want to, like, you get so embarrassed after you leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I told my therapist that I, first of all, I was embarrassed to tell her that I was in a network marketing company. So what should have been my first red flag? Like if you can't talk about your job, right? I feel like I would be more comfortable being like, I'm a stripper or something like that. Like no shame to anyone who works in sex work. That's totally fine. But like (laughs) just saying like things that people could find embarrassing for whatever reason. Right. Um, Like I was embarrassed to tell my therapist that I was doing network marketing and it was hard for me to tell her that I left and what I was going through. Um, And I don't think that she had a lot of knowledge about it either. So like, I don't know that she was necessarily the right fit for me at that time. Yeah. But like, it's hard. It's hard to ask for help in general. It's hard to start going to therapy in general. And for people that are leaving and they're having all these feelings, like, I guess I just kind of want to say like, it's okay to like, come find us, come find therapy. Like we're come find the anti-MLM community. And like, we can support you and tell you it's okay to get a therapist because I've heard time after time again about how MLMs will tell you not to get a therapist when you're traveling yeah yeah it doesn't doesn't surprise me yeah it really doesn't because you can find everything within the MLM all the support you need is there yeah yeah yep disgusting well yeah we got out and I'm really proud of the world of us (laughs) yes me too (laughs) yeah (laughs) All right. Do you have any final thoughts before I let you go? No, I'm just, I'm grateful that you have created this platform for people to, this has been really healing for me. And I think it's just beautiful that you're willing to create this space for so many people. So I'm very grateful that you asked me to be on this. Thank you. I'm glad that you were like able to come on and share your story. And like, I'm so happy that like we got to hear you and I'm so sorry for all the things that you went through um if anyone else wants to come on and share their story you can email me at from huns to humans at gmail.com or you can find me on instagram at from huns to humans uh you can slide right into my dms uh and send me a hey girl i want to be on your podcast message um (laughs) the only hey girl messages i will now accept yeah Um, (laughs) anyways thank you so so much and I hope you have a great night you too